Right, welcome back to another episode of Producing Grind Podcast. Karen Tina JB with me. Yo. Keo in the building. What's good, bro? What's good? Thanks for having me. I mean, I always watch the shows, shows, so, you know, pretty special to be on here. Definitely, appreciate it. Definitely appreciate, appreciate that, it. Man. Definitely appreciate you doing the interview with us. Um, You know, when I was trying to do my research, it wasn't too much interviews out there. I know you got the Forbes interview, which was really dope. Um, But I also seen you tweet, like, you ain't really with, with all the interviews. Nah, because, like, they, they like... Especially the one that's in the Netherlands. I mean, I'd be, I be like, I live in the Netherlands, so I usually do, like, the interviews over there. Um, and it's kind of like they just be, you know, really using me for, for like, mm. the fame and shit. They don't really care about hip-hop and whatever. Mm. So I was just like, you know, I'm not doing any interviews no more. But this one is, like, kind of, you know, it's special because it's for producers and it's actually for the culture, you know. So, yeah, that's Definitely. what I want to do with this one for sure. Definitely appreciate that, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, man. Um. But I seen though, so like just a little bit more about you, the coverage about overseas and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's been a pretty big deal over there though. That you know they got this young guy that's kind of just blown up, you know, mm -hmm. all across the world kind of thing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's pretty new over there. It's nothing that's ever happened before, right? Um, I mean there have been like, especially in the Netherlands, like people like Martin Garrix and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Those and David, I don't know if David Guetta, but you know some of like the EDM DJs they were from the Netherlands as well. And they're like big, big. Afrojack yeah. is from the Netherlands, you know? Really? So, um, I didn't know that. I thought he was from the islands. Yeah, so they just like, it's, it's not new, but like for actually being a hip-hop producer, it's the first time to, you know, blow up and, you know, so. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, from what I read, man, you've only been making beats about three years, right? Yeah, I started, um, I think like October 2016 is when I actually like started making beats. And yeah. And then you, how did how did it all start? You you said your friend gave you FL. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, I was actually like a designer. Um, like I was always trying to like make money online, you know. So I was like a graphic designer, you know. Like the YouTubers have like this background, yeah. whatever. And I was just selling my designs for them, you know. I was making them intros and and stuff like that. Um, like like video intros too. Yeah, yeah. And I was selling it for like twenty bucks, and it felt like great, you know. Like mm. made my own money. I was like thirteen, you know. Damn. It was a lot of money for me. Early hustler. Yeah, right. exactly. So uh, my friend, he uh, was like, he got somehow he got like a copy of Evil Studio, uh, and he was trying to uh, you know make music, but it didn't really work out. So he was like, yo, you know, I know you're creative. I know you're good with computers. You only just try it out. So he put me on Evil Studio, and. I just, you know, started, you know, playing around and, 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 you know, actually liked it and just like keep practicing and, and just making beats, seeing how other people do it. And yeah, just grinding. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that guy who gave me like the, the Alpha Studio, that's like my brother. So he's probably, he's all, always going to be with me, you know, like wherever I go, how big, because this whole thing, he's going to like, um, he's going to, live it as well you know what i mean yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be with me here just doing all the crazy stuff you that's know that's real shit that, yeah. you're, that you're showing that for right? sure yeah. Yeah, yeah um so you, you what, what what had got you into like just trying to make money online would you say you're like a natural born hustler kind of thing um now i was all that always into like computers uh and digital things uh and i was just like playing around online well what can i do you know i'm bored you know yeah, yeah. i was like a video game addict and stuff like that so <laughs> Um, I just started just, you know, just playing with designs. I like like being creative. I'm just a creative person, I think. And I just started, you know, making designs and just like looking up, you know, you're going to do research. You're going to 
you know, look for inspiration. You see people selling it online and be like, okay, if they can sell it, I think my stuff is better than theirs. Mm. And I can sell it as well. Mm. Just going to try some stuff out, you know, and works out. And then, and then how long, how long were you, uh, were you making bees until you, you like, you felt ready to sell, sell them online or tempt them? Um, I think like four months, Damn. like four months after four months, I was like, okay, let me just try to, you know, make some money, just put it on. That's when I started putting it on YouTube. Mm. Um, and I didn't even have like a B store or anything. It was just like via email. Um, and it was like $20 leases, you know, it was like just no contract, anything, just, you know, $20, just get the beat, whatever, you know. And um, I was saving those 20 buck leases, you know, in my, I made a PayPal account. And I would, I looked at BeatStars, like I found BeatStars because I was just like, just like designing, just looking for inspiration online and just doing research. And I saw people just doing this like YouTube with beat stores and shit. So I found a beat store, um, beat stars. And I was like, okay, I need to get it. It was a $180 a year um, membership. Uh, and I just like, you know, got those $20 leases together to get to that 180. And I just mm. bought the uh, membership. And from there, I just started, you know, grinding on the beat store. And my only like goal was to make the 180 back in one year so I can get another like membership mm -hmm. but like one month i already made it back so mm -hmm. after that i was just like you know spending money on equipment stuff like that you know mm. so that's pretty much the story of me just starting to sell beats online when you first started selling beats online did you know about like the, all the like putting money behind facebook ads and no 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 no. like i like just found out about it like a couple months ago that people mm -hmm. were actually like using facebook and stuff like that i was just like posting online and just hoping you know to like you know sell something right. that was like the only goal i wasn't even like thinking about placements or anything it was just like oh, i can make some money of this just let's just try it you know right yeah damn so that's crazy you found success just from putting it on youtube yeah no promote yeah no nothing just putting it on youtube and just hoping just, mm. yeah mm. why do you think that there's a lot of guys that will put their stuff out on um youtube and on beatstars but they won't find the same success yeah was it something different in like your sound or did you like make sure that you start when you first started off, you were buying like really high quality sounds or like, why was it that you stood out? I mean, it's, it's because I was, I felt I was different in a way that if you go to like right now, if you go to YouTube, you go to like Thai beat, everything is like, it's cartoon background, the same mm -hmm. shit, people buying views, um, same type beats, uh, people just with the logo and the, and the intro and whatever. And I mean, that's branding, you know, I get it. But what I think and what I've seen, like the people around me were just doing like the cover art on the background, you know, mm -hmm. and just post the beats, you know, don't worry about all the designing and shit. Mm. Just, you know, make the best beats, make your own, like kind of add something, you know, like add something to the beats. People like, okay, how did he do this? You know, some, mm. some shit that, you know, hasn't been done before. And, and just brand like, like you, you know, don't be like, like the cartoon stuff. I don't think that's like, because I tried it as well and it mm -hmm. didn't work out. Like everything dropped, you know? Mm -hmm. Damn. So I think because everybody does it, right. it's kind of like, you know. Saturated. Exactly. Right. You need to like, you need to come with something different. So people know, okay, this, like people look at the channel and be like, oh, this is, this is Keo, mm -hmm. you know, because he has like a style, style of thumbnails or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I think and what I've experienced. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What advice would you give to guys, like, besides, you know, finding your own, you know, kind of style, 
like because you know we get a lot of dms from guys like yo i've been trying to sell beats for a couple months i mm -hmm. may have only sold one or two like what would you say to them being consistent is the best thing because i uploaded bees like daily mm. for like two years straight no like no day off every day people were always like yo you know how do you do it you know every day single day people have shit to do you know um but what i just did was i made seven beats in the weekend and scheduled them over the whole week mm. and repeat so i like a week free to do anything mm -hmm. and just cook in the weekend and you know, be able to upload one a day, every day. And that consistency, like, really mm -hmm. makes people, you know, even though, like, at the beginning, like, even though one a day, you, you don't get views, you know? Mm -hmm. But after, like, you know, if you keep doing it, keep, don't think about, like, oh, I'm not getting views. Just keep thinking about, okay, I'm making beats, I'm becoming better. Mm -hmm. You don't think about, like, all the numbers mm -hmm. and just, like, okay, I'm doing it for fun, I like it. And and I'm just I'm blessed to make a little bit of money. Then you don't even think about it, and and it's just starting to you know go crazier every time. So I really think like the consistency. Like I've seen people people do like one beat a week. Um, if you have a small channel, that's not gonna cut it. You know, it's not gonna work. But I think you really need to like you know put a lot of work outside so people can just you know see find you because when you're big, you can do one a week. You know. People right, will right. watch you regardless. Right. But um, when you're just starting out, you really need like to grind it hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Now you're doing all this while you were in school. So was it challenging to balance um, going to school and putting, making the beat store and doing the thumbnails, the cover work? Um, well, at, like I started my beat store was, while I was in high school still. Mm. And I mean, I wasn't really doing that much in high school. So it was pretty <laughs> easy to do. But then I went to college. Uh, and it was kind of like clashing, you know, like mm. I was mm. kind of like doing bad in college and, and stuff like that. Um, but like, like I said, I was just trying to, you know, like schedule the whole thing, you know, just like make beats on the weekends. And then so I have like the whole week on to do like college work and stuff like that. Mm. So I can really like I was really trying to find a balance with between those two. And I was like one year of college and it kind of worked out. And second year of college was this year and I dropped out because, you know. What were you going to college for? Uh, it was like, it was just what I said, like designing. So it was like mm -hmm. web design, multimedia oh, design, perfect. app design, you know, stuff ah. like that. Um, and it was all, always like, yo, trying to find a job, music on the side, you know, like everybody trying to do. Um, but then just like the song happened, you know, and then it was like, okay, you don't need to go to college anymore, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So if you, my question is, if you were, you know, had found some success, you know, being an entrepreneur online, what had made you kind of think that you had to go to college or? Um, I mean, just like, I wanted to have, always have a plan B, you know? Okay. Like even now, like I might even finish it. You know wow. what I mean? Because even if it like doesn't work out or, or, or whatever happens that I always have some backup. So I'm never right. like on the, on the street or whatever, you know, I'm yes. just trying to be safe. That's, right. that's just me, you know? Yeah. Damn. Biggest song in the world. And still, yeah. Still talking if it don't work out. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> always just trying to be sure, you know, I just want to be sure. I just want to, don't want to be like somewhere where I don't like want to be, you know? Right. So, right. What um what would you could you offer any advice to producers that you know maybe going to college and trying to also make music and stuff? Um, I mean, 
you should like for real just do it because like even you can look at Tay Keith, you know, in college and you know making beats. It's possible, you know. You just right. need to like find the right balance between it. Just like schedule it. Like scheduling is really important. Like it really like in your whole life, not even music, mm. it can just help you out to be so much more productive in a day, yeah. you know. So if you just be like even two hours, you know, just like okay, uh, work, college, you know, the whole day, your whole day is gone. When you go home, just two hours or one hour, just go make try to make beats, you know. Right. And just every day and you know, you will still have a product to, you know, present, you know, uh, compared to just do nothing, just mm -hmm. be like, okay, college is taking over. I need to focus on this. Just even if it's like a small amount of time, you know, just, just do it because it's going to be worth it and you're going to be better at it. You know, you're going to work, you're going to improve or like, you know, be better, make better beats every time. And one day, like I feel if you work hard enough, and you're just like a good person, like in general, I think the day will happen, like the day you've been waiting for. Um, like for me, the day I was waiting for, like like around this year was just like a simple placement. So I could just build from there. Yeah, It was kind of like a bigger placement than I thought it would ever just be. Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit, little bit but <laughs> uh, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, right. yeah. So yeah. So let's let's talk about that, um, that beat, you know, the Old Town Road beat. So... Um, just walk us through. Now you you uh that's a sample beat, but were you always you know making sample beats or? Yeah, I mean, I was um like not too much like uploading them, but I was just making making sample beats for fun, and I was actually even like when I was bored and I wanted to make a beat sometimes I was even like just looking for weird shit to sample, you know, shit like not even music, like I was just like googling like uh. 10,000 BZ music or something yeah. was just people just, you know, on the stones and, and, okay, and just yeah. some weird sounds. I was just trying to make a beat out of it, you know? And um, yeah, I've been sampling like for a while, but I'm not really putting it out. I don't know why. Because I like, I think because it doesn't really sell that much on my platform because um, I think every YouTube channel, every beat producer kind of has like um, a one type of beat that sells, you know, you have like a melodic, you know, people who make only the melodic ones and people who make the, right. the, the splurge ones, you know, it's without the melody and stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. they dedicate their whole channel to make, just make those beats right. and it works for them, you know, because if they just going to upload a melodic beat, it's not going to subscribers and people would just like, you know, be on their channel, be like, well, what's this, you know? Right. Yeah. What so else you got kind of thing. Huh? They're like, they're going to be like, what else do you got? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. So was diversity important for you like when it came to making it? Uh, like the people where I was around were always just like trying to find like the one sound, you know, just like the melodic or whatever. Um, because what YouTube it is like, if you, another tip like with selling beats online is you just like what I did and what everybody around me did who actually became successful in selling beats is that we just like make type beats, different type beats, just everything. And one day, one of the beats is going to blow up, like get like 50,000, 100,000 views, you know? Mm -hmm. And that type is, you know, people are going to see the beats, going to subscribe, you know, and they're going to want to hear more of that. Mm -hmm. So you just make a lot of those type beats, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you like the baby type beat that blows up, mm -hmm. you just like do a lot of more the baby type beats on your channel and it's going to do more streams. And that's how you just like get like a channel that actually sells good, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I personally was like, I had some beats that blew up like 500K and stuff, but I still didn't want to just do one type because I like just doing everything. So I was just even like, it didn't even sell good, 
but I was just like doing random and, and uploading everything. Right. And Old Town Road beat was one of those random beats, you know. So it, if even if you hear it, you can hear like it's not really a like you can really put it in a box, you know. Yeah, it's right. kind of like different. Yeah, it's not not standard, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So I heard you even say before that like you didn't even think no one would even want that beat. No, nobody wanted it even. Like it was just like wasn't even selling. So, but I yeah. just put it online because I it was like a special beat because when I um I was looking for the sample or I was just looking for samples on YouTube, um, and I heard the Nine Inch Nail samples and I was like, okay, damn, I have to use it. You know, I heard it and I was like, okay, this is it. But I was talking to other producers at work and they were like, they were hearing the sample. They were like, never use this ever, you know. But I heard it and I was like, this is perfect, you know. Yeah. So I just used it and, and put it online and knowingly that it w- probably wouldn't sell. But it actually did once in November. And that was the one. Yeah. Were you picturing a rapper, like a certain ra- type of rapper over it? or I mean, I didn't know what type of beat it was, but it was kind of like the trap, you know, then the trap, up-tempo, drums. So I just put like, I think I put uploaded it as a future type beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because, you know, the marketing and even though it wasn't a, really <laughs> a future type beat, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like the drums. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. Then, now, uh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, okay, so once like the record came out, what was it like dealing, was it like challenging to... Um, on the back inside the business side to get in contact with it or not get in contact but work out the splits with nine inch um oh like the sample clearance yeah uh that happened um we dropped the song and he got signed to Colombia um and Nas or- yeah Nas got signed to Colombia and somehow somebody in like his you know in his circle knew Trent Reznor personally that's what oh, I heard wow. Mm. And that's how we just got it clear pretty easily. Wow. Mm. So it was, mm. that's why like the whole story about this song is just like all the stars just, just aligned. aligned. Yeah. yeah. It's everything went perfect. Mm. Now we've heard some horror stories and stuff about when people use a sample, sometimes the, the owner of the, the sample takes all the publishing. Yeah. Was, was it, was it bad or was it? Oh good? no, it wasn't bad. It was good. <laughs> yeah, bad. It was good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. So definitely, uh, cause, cause one of the, one of the fan questions we had put, we um, let's get to that one. Uh, was um, uh, from Type O actually our guy Type hey, O. He said Type O. Yeah, he said a lot of producers stay away from sampling for fear of clearance, difficulty, costs, etc. Has the success of Old Town Road and the sampling of Nine Inch Nails changed your view on sampling at all? Um, and how do you feel about the process now that you've gone through it? I mean, I think what happened with Old Town Road was actually lucky with like the sample that it went so easily. Yeah. It was actually lucky because if you know like lucid dreams and, yeah. and stuff like that, you know, um, yeah, it can get pretty bad. And even if you drop, like even if you clear it before the song drops, they can still take like 95 right. and you still have to take it, you know. They can take 100, right? They can take 100 and they can, they can even like deny it. So you can't even you drop, drop it. it. Right. So uh, yeah, I'm trying to stay away from sampling for sure. Right, yeah, right, mm. right. I hear you. So so what happened? So he bought the beat and then how long did he reach out to you? Or no, he, he didn't. Like, that's the funny story. Like, he bought the beat in November um, and Old Town Road officially dropped December 2nd. That's when I, like, on sound, it was only on SoundCloud. Um, but when people buy beats, they don't have to, like, notify, you know, you just make the music, right. just, you know, you get the contract, everything. Um and it, this, it dropped on December 2nd. And I found about it pretty early. It was December 
10th or like 15. Wow. Um, I was on Instagram and somebody said like, yo, he was like Lil Nas. He has like a thousand followers on Instagram. And he made a meme himself that he was dancing on a song, like on his mm. own page. Mm. Um, and it was like, he was dancing on a drop. So you heard my producer tag on it. And somebody knew that it was my tag. And he was like, yo, um, the, you know, I hear your tag. This is your beat. Check it out. So I checked it out. I was like, okay, okay. I kind of like it. So I was just trying to find the song, the name. I went through the comment section. I found Old Town Road, Lil Nas X. So I searched it on SoundCloud. Mm. And it had like 15,000 streams or something like that. It wasn't even doing that good. Um, was that your most successful song at that point though? Yeah. Mm. Like 15,000 was like, yeah. What I know You're of. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 what I know of because oh, okay. like they don't notify me. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it was, and I've, I I just reached out to him on Instagram. I was like, yo, you know, I, I kind of like the song. Um, send me the call for art so I can promote it on my page. I had like 300 followers. And from them there, we just started building a relationship. Um, but he bought a lease, which means that he can only do certain things with the, with the beat, with the song. So when it gets like a, a certain amount of streams or sales, you have to like do, buy another lease or upgrade it or whatever that's in the contract, mm. um, which was the case because it started to, you know, getting streams eventually. But I was just like in, I was building a relationship with him. So I was not going to be the guy that'd be like, oh, yo, you know, you, you're getting too many streams. You got to redo it. I was just like promoting it with him, just building with him. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the contract, whatever, we'll get to that later, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah, it started to just take off like crazy. And, and um, like in, when he got signed, I think they gave me a new agreement uh, for the song. Because like the old one with the lease, you know, was kind of just like a template. Mm. And they just got a new one just to buy the beat and the splits and everything. And yeah. Was that something that you had a lawyer with or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lawyer for that. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Now, okay. So when Old Town Road first dropped, right? It was just Little Nas. And then when Billy, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus hopped on it, did anything else happen? have to change on the business side as far as contracts? Um, yeah, the only thing that needed to be done was we had to give Billy a percentage. Mm. That was pretty much it. But I only think that was even, that wasn't even too long ago when we actually like cleared it. Mm. Um, but yeah, we just had, we both gave a percentage to Billy. Mm. How, so. how was it doing business with them from overseas? Or were you coming back and forth? Um, you know, you mean with like the paperwork? Yes. I mean, yeah, it's just everything. like the communication with Nas and everything. Uh, I was just like DMing him, and it was just like every milestone. You can, if you go to my Instagram, I have like this highlight, and somehow I saved every milestone of the song, like from tw- from when it had twenty thousand streams uh-huh. till now. Like every milestone is, you can see it on my Instagram. Like I took a screenshot of everything. Um, and we were just talking on 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 IG and 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 just sharing the the the, the whatever the accomplishments. We just mm-hmm. shared it, and and we just talked and called, and that was pretty much it. You know, I had no contact with him, but mm-hmm. just yeah. building a relationship just that way. You know, mm-hmm. and we were both promoting it. He was doing it on Twitter, for the most part. I was doing it on Instagram, and he sometimes sent me some stuff. Yo, can you put this on Twitter so I can retweet it? Mm-hmm. And we just both like just pushed it, you know. Mm. One thing I noticed from all this is how much love that Nas and Billy have been showing you from the beginning. Facts, yeah, because they like they're just like 
for the first first thing, they're just good, really good people. Like, mm. want to say that for sure. Uh, second is um, they really see that without me, it never it would never have happened. You know, right, right. So, like Lil Nas for sure. Like he um, even now you see with Day Trip. He really puts the producers like in the front. Right. Mm. Like we went to the VMAs. He wanted to make sure we were on the red carpet and stuff like that, you know? Or, so he re, he, re, I think he's like sending a sample for other artists to just like be, you know, we making this record together, you know? It's, yeah. it's not just you on the front and the producer on the back. Like we're just doing it together, just like yeah. a relationship on, on a song, you know? Um, and I think he's just setting an example, just like, you know, just give the producers more love because right. we are. You know, we we're making the hits. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, what are they afraid of? Like, yeah, exactly. It's not weird. Yeah, success, it's, like, it's not weird to to just give some show some love to your producers. You right, know what right. I mean? And then when Billy had that sign, I remember where right. the whole controversy. Oh yeah, the CMA, yeah. Where the CMAs or yeah, it took off the yeah. country. Yeah, yeah. But that sign that he oh, had that signed, yeah, that, that, that was huge for the producer community, especially from someone that's as respected as Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Like, kind of like sticking it to him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. my I was surprised my name was on there as well, but <laughs> I think like Billy Ray isn't really uh like he's he's not really familiar with the the way artists like the artists in the hip hop scene thing, they're just like, okay, I make the song, um, producers in the back, that's it. But Billy just thinks like, oh, we made the song with the three of us. Mm. I need to credit everybody, you know? Mm. He even credits, like if you go to his page, he even credits uh, Trent Reznor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even credits those, you know? He just Bad credits track. everybody who worked on the song. Mm. And I think that's how it should be. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. One of the things that, that always bothers me, and it's, it's, so, it's so common, is like, for instance, you go to a music video and you go to the description, they got everyone credited, but they never credit the producer. Yeah. Like 99% of the time, never. It's, I don't even the know why. Yeah. The designer, everyone makes a master, but then the producer, nothing. Right. Oh, yeah. Somebody made the beat. Yeah. yeah I don't know. If, uh, who, we just who downloaded it from, yeah. a, from a robot. That's right. why, and that's why you need to put your tag in there so you can do it yourself, you know? So yeah, people yeah. just hear it. Okay, it's his beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you know who Billy Ray was before he even hopped on it? Oh, yeah. Because like I was, Back in the Netherlands, I was just watching like when I was little, I was watching <laughs> Hannah Montana. Yeah. And he played in the, he played in the show, you know, he yeah, played yeah. in there. So it was pretty weird to meet him, just like seeing him on TV when I was little and <laughs> stuff. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really crazy. Yeah. That's like a surreal moment. Yeah, for sure. Because like the um like the whole like the whole I didn't even know how like how big of a deal Billboard was because I was mm-hmm. in the Netherlands and mm-hmm. when it hit number one, I was just like, okay, number one. Okay, you know, I was just like doing my thing. I was just making beats. Like, okay, I told my parents, like, oh, we hit number one, and I was just doing my thing. I wasn't really thinking how big this was, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the whole run, I did it. I, like, it didn't even hit me because it's so much to just process, you know. Right. Um, but when just I went, Montana's dad. Yeah, <laughs> but when I when I went to LA for the first time, that was um, um, for the video shoot, Old Town Road video shoot, mm. and I remember I was at the shoot. And that's when I met Billy for the first time, Billy Ray. And he said like, okay, you need to take my number away when you ever need me, you know? My daughter is somewhere around the shoot. And that was Noah. So I saw Noah, I was like, yo, your father, um, you know, he told me to, you know, get his number. So he gave me, or she gave me his number and her number. Mm. Uh, and I started, you know, I texted her and she told me there we're doing Old Town Road, like live for the first time at Stagecoach. It was like a country festival. Um, but my flight was already scheduled back. Um, so 
uh, we got like, uh, she obviously said, yeah, you need to be there. It's your song as well. So I like extended the flight. I went to the festival. Um, but Lil Na- I think Lil Nas was going with the helicopter to the festival. Yeah. So I couldn't go with him. It was like, you know, the scheduled time or whatever. Uh, so was, Noah told me like, okay, you can come with us. So I went to her, their house, like Cyrus, their house. Dang. I Ubered to there and they, um, we drove to the airport, like with all of them. Yeah. And that's when we went to the private jet. And oh, yeah, what a, and then like that moment, that was the action, that was the exact moment that I was like, okay, this is big. You know, I'm here with the Cyrus family in a private jet, you know, flying to a show, you know, it was for me, just a kid making beats in his attic in the right. Netherlands, it's big, you know, that's right. when it really hit me like, okay, this is, this is going to be insane, you know, mm. insanely huge. So yeah, that's like the story. Mm. Crazy. It's like, it is crazy. Just looking for would you say fifty thousand views or something like that? Just just to start. Yeah, exactly. Looking just to make one hundred and eighty dollars to get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what? Um, so can you clear up the misconception? Because I think a lot of producers are like, "Yo, he sold the beat for thirty dollars," and they think that's all. Yeah, ever- everybody be saying like, "Oh, he doesn't make money off the song and stuff like that." But when you like. Like they, they don't like people just say I sold the beat and there's a difference between selling and leasing. Mm-hmm. I actually leased the beat to him. If I actually, even if I sold the beat to him, even if I sold it for 30 bucks exclusively, which is like insane. Like why would you do that? Right. Like that's way too, there's no money. But um, even if you sold it exclusively, you still like keep a percentage of your publishing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So even if I sold it, I would still make money. But people just think like I sold the beat and like all the rights or whatever, I mean, that's really not how it works. And I think you should always, when you sell a beat, always sell it with like an agreement or anything mm. because um, just to be protected, you know, yeah. like just for that one, because I was always thinking like, okay, I need to put like an agreement, even if, you know, if, if, if somebody buys a beat and it blows up, I'm protected. I was always thinking like, okay, nothing is going to blow up, but just to be sure, yeah, and it actually happened. So, and I was, because of the contract, I was safe. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Is there anything specific like you have to put in that contract? Or? Um, no, I think like, it's it's just like the, the um, well, you can choose like how many, I just use the B-Stars template, but it was like how many streams you can do with each lease, you know? So if you get the first lease, it's like, a million streams and and you know it's just it's all the numbers you what you can do and what you can't and just the publishing percentage and and just the agreement with like okay this is agreement made this this date with this individual you know this price just like noting everybody of everything you can do and what happened and just you know just making a compilation and that they pretty much signed the contract while um when buying the beat so when you buy it, you agree with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you don't actually have to like sign it, but it's just like, that's the terms, you know? You buy, if you buy it, you agree with the agreements right, right. and those are the agreements. So that makes it so like, that makes it so you don't have to sign anything yourself. And that makes it like really easy to sell beats, you know, online on, you know, beat after beat after beat. People be sending like 20 beats a day if you have to sign 20, you know, things, it's not right. going to happen, you know? So mm. that's really the alternative they use and it's pretty much working. Mm. Now, since this, you found, like you've, um, the whole 
you've been working with a lot of artists afterwards now. Yeah, yeah, And so when you're in the studio, how do you protect yourself? Do you do anything specific? Do you have like a contract that you have the artist sign while you're in the studio? Oh. How do you handle that? No, 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 no. You shouldn't do that. (laughs) No, you really shouldn't do it. You just, when you're in the studio, it's just like making music, you know, Mm -hmm. just making the music. Um, uh, just, you know, building a relationship with artists and just get like, when when you play beats or make a beat and like the artists are always with somebody, like manager or whatever, somebody's always with them. Um, and when you make a fire song or whatever, the manager is just going to be like, okay, let me take your contact. Mm-hmm. Right. And they always going to send the paperwork, mm-hmm. um, you know, when a song is about to drop or whatever. Right. But you should not like take a contract with you to the studio <laughs> right. when you're making a song. Like, oh, right. hey, sign it real quick, you know? Nah, it just, it will come, you know? People right. are professional, so... Right. We definitely have to make that clear because I, th- I feel like some people want to make sure they're protected. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. Go to extreme links. No, I mean you'll you'll be good. Just just make just in the studio. Just worry about making the music mm-hmm. and and the paperwork will come mm-hmm. afterwards. You know. Mm-hmm. And then at what point did you link with uh, Cash Money AP? Oh yeah, that was that was even before Old Town Road was actually a thing. I really? always yeah, I worked with him just online. You know, he's always like. Um, giving people a chance to work with him, just like smaller producers. Mm-hmm. And we had like this group chat. Uh, I was like a Twitter group chat since way back, since like 2017. He was in there as well. Um, and he was sometimes just like in a chat, like, yo, I'm in a studio with Lil Yachty, send some melodies, you know. He was trying to get us, like small producers, trying to get us a placement. Yeah. Because he's just like, he's a good person, you know. He's really like not trying to fuck anybody over or anything. Um, and and we, just via like the group chat, like um, he, we were, we were just like always working, and like when Old Town Road just started to go crazier, I was just like kind of like you know getting worried about getting paid and everything, you know, uh, just because I had no placements before, yeah. and I wasn't even in the country, so um, I was just talking to AP, AP. I hit AP. I was like, yo, you know, this, you know, Old Town Road, whatever, and he started. He was just helping me out what I needed to do. Uh, and and it wasn't even when the song was big, and I think like we've been working, like I said, we've been working. I'll be sending him melodies, making like beats and whatever, and he just wanted to sign me. So like we like signed, a, I signed with him with like the Cash Gang. It's like a deal. It's like a group of people. Shout out Cash Gang, by the way. Shout out AP it's for helping me out. Um, it's like a group of producers just like, you know, moving together, working together. You know, it's it's just like a, a gang, you know what I mean? Just like positivity. And um, I signed to his team. And and from there, it was just like, you know, also because I signed, it was, you know, no more worries about paperwork, anything. Mm-hmm. We got people for that, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like Steven Victor, shout out to him as well. That's actually my like manager. He like does all the um old town road you know all the 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 splits and everything you know all the business stuff yeah that's all him so shout out to him um and i think like that came like at the perfect moment like he just hit me up like before everything started to blow up you know was already working with him after that, you know, everybody was just hitting me up. You're like, yo, 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 yo. You know, everybody wanted to sign me. I was just going to ask for you getting more uh, other options. Everybody wanted to sign me because he was already, like, he was already, people were already looking at him. And, you know, people were also looking at me because it was the two of us, you know. And um, AP came before shit really blew up. Right. And because I was working with AP, like, for a while before the song even was a thing, 
he was like the only one I trusted, you know? Mm. So, and okay. that's why I just like went with him and just he helped me out with everything. And now we're here. What, what, uh, so like, since you had a song that was already kind of successful, what made you even sign to anybody versus kind of just like, yo, let me wait it out and see what I can do on my own? Because it's kind of like a management deal. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, um, they helped me get in like the get in sessions, get my paperwork. Uh, whenever I get like, I get a lot of uh, merge deals, deals with, with, with companies like, I don't even know if I can say the names, but just like hardware companies. Okay. And they just, you know, be the manager, work, work it out for me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. And I knew I needed like a manager and, and I need persons to, you know, help me out in that. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything alone. Mm-hmm. So that I was just really looking for somebody just to help me out in that, you know, scene, you know. No, it makes more sense because I had thought like it was a pro- producer deal or something like that. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just like, it's just like, a, you can see it like as a management deal. Yeah. And I signed another deal with Universal that was just publishing. Mm. What was that process like? Um, well, like there were a lot of people who wanted to sign me, of course. Um, we just went with Universal because we thought like what they offered and stuff, that was the best one. Yeah. Um, and I just went to the headquarters. I signed. And and you know for a sum of money, and yeah, it was it wasn't even that like big of a deal. It was just like because like the Steven, like he was kind of like doing stuff at Universal, mm. so he was like really it was really easy setting it up and stuff. So, mm. Yeah. And was that was that what you were talking about yesterday when you tweeted the old town road check? This oh yeah, that's like because I'm from the Netherlands and I just came here, just moved here, I had to get my social number. I had to get everything to get like an account here, yeah. you know what I mean? And it just hit like all the money, the song, like it was already waiting for me. Ooh. But I could get it in the Netherlands, but in the Netherlands, the taxes are insane. Mm. So I was just like, okay, let me just wait till like, I get in the States, get, get everything. And then just, you know, get the check. Mm. And like a couple of days ago was when the check actually just hit my account. Mm. When we got the account and yeah, that's a crazy check. Netherlands, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad. Right. Yeah, it's bad. Mm. What you what you about to ask? Huh? No, nah, I was gonna really ask a question, but I completely lost it in my head. <laughs> completely <laughs> lost it. That usually happens. Mm. Um, so what advice? You know, since we're talking about the Netherlands, what advice would you give to aspiring producers from you know Europe or overseas in general? Um, like to get a placement or. It's like, you know, someone that was like you, they're just like, yo, I want to make music. I want to start working with artists. I want to make money. Like, it's like, to be honest, it's like from somebody from Europe, it's pretty impossible to get in the sessions here if you live in Europe, you know? So you have to find another way. If your goal is to like, just make money, then just like what I said earlier, just be consistent, you know, upload on online, put your shit out uh, and stuff like that. Um, but if you actually want to get placements, like what I really suggest is send loops to big producers mm. because they really like they're looking for it. Mm. Um, and it's it's easy placements. Trust me, mm. it's easy because I'm looking for it as well. Every producer I know uses it. And it's that's like the whole scene right now. It's, it's really taken over. Mm. And I think that's a good thing. Mm. Then how do you how do you even find those producers? How do you get their contact? Any gems you could drop or advice you could drop on that? Uh, you mean like how I find producers to like 
send loops to me or, or no back then when you were like trying to find producers oh to send yeah, loops yeah. Too. i mean a lot they, of them don't just put their email yeah now nah, sometimes they put it in a story just like oh send me some stuff you know and if not just try to dm mm. Mm. i mean they'll probably reply and if not just try it again or try by somebody else mm. somebody will reply and you can just build you know send them some ids every time they're gonna like it you know yeah. Do you include your like when you send melody loops? Do you include your uh, tag with the melody loop like in the email with it? Uh, well, I didn't send melody loops out when I was small. I do it right now with like big producers, you mm -hmm. know. But you know, they, I'm just like I'm just kind of like building a relation. They know like who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm just like okay, same. Let me send you some ideas. They're like okay, cool, mm -hmm. you know. So I don't even worry about not my tag. I, even if like he makes the beat and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot my tag. He just gonna oh, send it right now. Right, just put it right. in there. When you're smaller, I would just put it in a, in a, not in the loop itself, but just right, like right. in the package, what you're saying, you know, right. you don't want to put it in the loop. Right, it's kind of, right. you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I just think that's really important because like whenever I get melody packs from guys or just anybody in general, um, I think it's really, it's really, it like kind of mess, it makes the process like, like inefficient when you have to finish a beat and then go back like, yo, add the tag. And I think yeah, that's yeah, an opportunity, yeah. that's a time when you, people will just be like, eh, whatever, I'll just put the beat out. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we see you still got your beat store up. Yeah. How long do you plan on keeping that active? I mean, I told uh, what I said in the interview was, I mean, it's the whole reason I got my success. So I don't want to quit it just right away. Mm. But right now, just being in the sessions, you know, you have sessions the whole night, the whole day. I don't even have time yeah. for it. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't have to, like, I really, even if I try to schedule it, it's so much going on right now. It's, it's literally impossible. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm keeping it up. I'll still pay the yearly uh, subscription every year. I'm gonna just try it, but I can't promise anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Is it hard to be like, oh, I wanna, I don't know if I wanna put that beat up because I wanna send that to out for placements and stuff? Uh, I mean, when I just like for the, for the channel, I just make some, or for the, uh, the beat store, I make some quick beats, you know, just some one side throwaways yeah and like the ones i send out are usually the ones with like the loops people send me as well mm. and i'm not gonna put people's loops within the beats on beats or you know right, right. they want to you know they want to try to get a placement so i just send it out and there's yeah. like a lot of people sending me stuff like a lot of big composers and stuff so i just use those for the placements and yeah. the ones i make quickly i just be like okay let me put it on a b store mm -hmm. but when i even if i make a quick one and i'd be like okay this is for i really hear this artist on i'll just put it on the side you know mm -hmm. put it on the side or put it on the side uh side so oh, yeah. so just wait and when i get in the session i just play it you know right yeah definitely definitely do you think it could like at some point do you think it could like uh it might have a negative effect on your brand or do you want to keep like make your brand more exclusive like I mean, it's already not that exclusive between, because you can still get the old ones with my tag on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, the exclusive ones, like the beats I sent out are the exclusive ones. So that's true. like all the exclusive you need, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. And then the, the people that are hitting you up for beats, artists and stuff, yeah. you find, are they hitting you up for country trap beats or other beats? Um, Yo, the, let me get another Old Town Road beat. Yeah, yeah, at the beginning, like when it just started to blow up, there were like people... Uh, hitting me up even Lil Pump hit me up like directly uh, they wanted to get some some country trap stuff <laughs> yeah they were just like trying to get on a wave yeah. but right now it's just like anything just mm. doesn't even matter just be in a studio with them just make anything yeah. Mm. so yeah 
And it's almost like anyone that kind of jumps on that kind of beat, they're going to just be like, oh, bro, you're just copying. The yeah, exactly. It was kind of like a one time thing, I think, like the the whole like it has been done before, of course, but this one was like different, you know, mm-hmm. different, different. So brought it to the mainstream. for Exactly. Real. Have you got any like pushback from other producers being like, man, I was doing country trap a long time ago. Oh, what I, I've seen like producers like just sending me in the, in the DM, just send me like an old beat, like, oh, you stole my beat and stuff like that. It wasn't even <laughs> close, you know? Yeah. Just people just trying to get some some cloud or whatever, you know? That's how that would be. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even reply to it. Mm. Just because they happen to use the same sample, you stole their beat. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Or right. they use like a guitar and they'd be like, oh, you stole my style and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. None of that. Have there been any like big producers that have kind of like been like, yo, like, let's really work? I've had a lot of big producers just show me respect what mm-hmm. happened, you know, just like the mm-hmm. whole, because it's it's also still a trap beat that took over this big. Like usually when you go number one billboard, it is like Camila Cabello, it is Ariana Grande, it's the right. pop shit, you right, know? Right. And this was actually like a trap beat, you know? So for the trap producers, it's actually, okay, we can take over, you know, we can right, take right. the number one spot, it's possible, you know? Yeah. Um. So everybody just like, I mean, I'm, I've been working with a lot of big producers like Cino, DY. Shout out to Cino, man. Uh, yeah, shout out to Cino. Yeah. Of course, AP. Um, it's 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 too like it's a lot to name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been working and and take it and and you know everybody just finals, um, and and everybody just keeps saying like, okay, what you've done, you know, inspirational and 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 you know you deserve it and stuff like that. So. They're really like genuinely like happy for me that it happened. So like the big producers, you know. Any major gems they dropped to you? Like any any advice they've given you? Um, like the how to keep on carrying the success through. I know not really, but they. Yeah. I think they know that I'm. You know, I'm a person that's not crazy or anything. So yeah. I'll, I'll. They know. Okay, he will be good. You know, in the future. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was not really that advice or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we uh, you know, we had put the post up saying that we uh, had the interview coming with you. So we had a whole bunch of uh, viewers submit, you know, their own questions and stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's start it with uh, well, you, a couple of these you already answered. That the one I was just looking at, he said, "How often should you be releasing beats online?" You said, "You know, at least like try to do like one a day." Kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. So shout out to uh, Kamiri twenty three for saying that. Um. And then uh, someone also asked if you use paid promo, delaying plugged in, but you already said no, you don't use that. Nope. Oh, yeah, we're clearing all these up. We're we're hitting the important the important ones. Um, so like this, one. this is a good one. Cody T, is that yeah. the one you're talking yep. about? He said, "What's the uh, most important thing you had to do to start making better beats?" Um, what I did was to like improve my sound. Was um, I was trying to make when I heard like a song I really liked, like. Uh, 21 Savage song or whatever, you know, trap song because I make trap beats. I was like trying to recreate the beat on spot, like perfect, you know, mm. just like the mix and the, and the exact sounds they used. And I used that to just like look, okay, well, how did they do it? But like find a pattern between all those remakes I did. Yeah. And, you know, from that, I just, you know, started to understand, okay, this is what people like to spit on and stuff like that mm. put out. And that's how I really like improved making my beats it was just like like I wasn't I wasn't co- I was copying it but I wasn't really copying their style I was just like you know how do they do it what do they do and just kind of like think when I make a beat think about those things you know what I mean yeah, yeah. 
That's why, that's why it only took you like four or five months. Four. Yeah, I think four. It was four months, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was working every day, so, you know. Were you big on tutorials? Uh, Like, I watched them? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, when I started, I needed to know how, how the program works and stuff like that. Um, the fee, what, what fees these were best and stuff like that. You know, people were making, like, back in the day, like, how to make a young thug type beat. I just watched it. And I was just looking at what kind of VSTs they use, you know. Mm. Um, but I didn't really have like didn't really use that many of VSTs. I was just like looking to sample packs and then F- FL whatever, you know. Mm. We gotta yeah. ask this is one of our famous questions. We asked, "What do you put on the master channel as far as effects?" Soft clipper. Good soft clipper. That's it. That's yeah. two in a row. Baby. Two in a row. That's yeah. two in a row. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much all you need. Yeah. yeah. Any any other um like for specifically for melodies or any uh, plugins you like? Um, I mean, I move melodies. I just EQ them. Um, but one I like when I make loops, I always use micro shift. Micro shift. Yeah, you know about that? Is you it, it, it kind of like Effectrix? Uh, no, no, no. It's is like it? uh, I use Effectrix as well. It's fire mm. on the drums, you know. Um, but micro shift is like uh, I don't know how you call it, but it has some presets. It's it's kind of like detune, like you know the detune yeah. five oh, stuff like that. It's right. kind of something like, RC, like that. RC twenty, yeah, of? Mm. it's something like that. But it's just like the one I always use. Mm. Uh, mm. It's kind of nice. Yeah, we got to check this. What's it called? Yeah, micro my micro shift. shift. Mm. Yeah, it's from Sound Toys. Mm. Oh, Sound Toys got yeah. good stuff. They got yeah. good stuff. Um, what was the one that reason was on? Uh, dang, I forgot the name of that. One. Re- have you heard reels? reels? called reels r-e-e-l-z i've never heard of it no it looks uh, like the waves yeah it's, it's a, sort, of, sort of like what you're talking about oh yeah yeah it's fire yeah, yeah. 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 okay yeah. So i'm gonna check it out yeah, that's pretty cool <laughs> and then um when you're when you're chopping up samples what, what's your process like how do you like how do you prefer to go chop up a sample i always do it in um in the playlist i never use like slice you whatever. don't like slice no nah, I, I like it but um i don't know i just like prefer using it in the um, uh, in a playlist because I can every chop I can just like you know uh, what's it called make separate chop or whatever and oh, I can just oh, like I just everyone like pretty quick you know yeah, and yeah. just make it in a loop and just can see in the playlist okay this is a perfect loop and just copy it and I just like mm-hmm. do it in the playlist yeah are you big on manipulating the loops you kind of just use them as is um, when I when they send me loops I usually just use like maybe change the pitch mm-hmm. like usually like keep them how they are Mm. But when I really think like, okay, I should chop it right here or whatever, mm. just chop it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, E9, shout out to E9X. He said, uh, do you like collabing more often or working alone? Uh, depends because I've been working with some big, like kind of big names. Um, when I sometimes send a melody and I can like get a beat back, like out of key, 808 and stuff like that, you <laughs> know, I kind of be like, okay, come on, you know, I'm, I, can't, I can't send it out because, you know, my name is going to be on it. I don't want to write name on a yeah. off-key beat, you know what I mean? So I like collaborating, but collaborating with the right people, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't, when people send me melodies, I know, okay, the drums, I'm going to do my drums, going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But like sending out melodies to collab, I only do to certain people I know, like, okay, you know, I trust these people just to make it fire, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, definitely. And speaking of keeping 808s in tune, um, how did you? That's a that's a very challenging skill to develop uh, to figure out when the 808s in key. Is there anything that you do specifically to make sure that your 808s are always in key? The only thing you have to do is like pitch it up like five octaves. 
Oh, oh you yeah, mean just push it up like to the max, and then just hear it out. Yeah, mm. that's pretty much all you have to do. Like, right. can't miss. Mm. That right. brings us to another question, which I didn't quite know what they were talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, but we had to we had to ask. He's uh, Amin Hamu. FLP. He said, "Is the legend about Young Keo off key eight hundred eight true?" You know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about, but I think like AP is always trolling like that my shit is out of key, you know, AP just, but it's like a joke, you know, oh, okay, okay. So might be dead, but no, my shit is not out of key. That's probably what he's talking about. Yeah, then. probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then uh, this is another one too. It's kind of different. Uh, Dami, blah, blah. He said, when do you like specifically when you're making a beat? I think he's talking about uh, when do you just let an idea just die? Um, I mean, I hear it pretty quick, like when I'm when like I got the melody, I'm doing the drums, I'm be like, okay, like I when I have a melody, you know, I'm gonna add more melodies. Like I'm I'm I add a melody, I have a melody, and I add another melody, then I add the drums, and then I add more melodies. That's like my process. Um, you said mel you mel like I have a main melody, even if it's a loop or anything, mm-hmm. and then I always like add a melody or like a synth bass, you know. Mm-hmm. And after that, I started drums, and when I'm finished with the drums, I always like add some more melodies, you know, to f- layer over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I add the drums, and I'm be like, okay, I don't really feel like another melody is gonna fit on top. I just trash it. Mm-hmm. That's how I do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, last question. Um, uh, did you did you see that like, you were on the uh, Obama playlist? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I posted it yeah, oh, on my Instagram. It. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Like that's some special list you're on. Like, pretty mean, means a lot to me for sure. Mm-hmm. But like the song already has so many nominations and and everything. So it's not a surprise, but it's still like still special, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's this whole process been for you and your family? Like, what is that like? Oh yeah, with my family it's crazy because um like for me it's just like, you know, I'm the center point of everything. So for me it's just I'm I'm kind of getting used to it. But for my family it is like even when they were like trying to f- like they would like I said I didn't want to do interviews no more. So I was like ignoring every single everything on the Netherlands, like every news uh agency, everything. Mm. Uh, but they really wanted me, you know, to speak up. So what they did, they found my real name, last name, looked up my last name and were trying to like find my family mem- members in the register. And they just like spam called my family members and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. So I was like pretty mad, you know, I was like, the hell, you know? Mm. So um, yeah, they became, they've been doing that. And that's like kind of the annoying part. But yeah, they, like for the other part, they just be happy for me. Like mm-hmm. they just support me and everything I do. Um, they know this is what I am supposed to do because, you know, this is a big sign that this is what I was made for. Yeah. And they just support me. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Was it always like that? Yeah, it was always like that. They always supported my parents, always supported me making music, making beats, even though it was loud, you know. They <laughs> just, let, yeah, they, my, they, they, just, they just let me do my thing. It was, I only had like a rule, like after 10, you have to turn the speakers off. Mm. Just go on with my headphones, you know. Yeah. That was just it. I just could do my thing, like, always. And that was, like, the only thing I was doing. I wasn't really, like, um, you know, actually partying or, or all that stuff. You know, I was just, like, actually making beats, making beats, go to school, get home, sport, making mm-hmm. beats, making beats. It was, like, my whole thing because it was making me money. It was this was my job. So I actually had, like, motivation to, okay, let's go crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. Yeah, man. Any crazy like with this do like with the newfound fame and everything, is there anything crazy that's been happening or any wild stories you have? Um I mean, like I said, I've only been in the Netherlands for or in the uh, States in a total of like four weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I mean, like we had a crazy party after party at the um, at the VMAs. We had a crazy party at the BET Awards. Um, I, w- I had a party like last week as well. And that was crazy as well. Um, but it wasn't really like crazy stories. I mean, just like regular mm. parties, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, like, like just big people hitting me up. Like in the DMs and stuff. Big mm. artists. Like oh let's work, let's bring my shit. Not nothing too crazy. Can but they will come. You talking about some of the differences of the people in U.S. and Netherlands? I, Netherlands, yeah. Mm. Like the the thing is is in the Netherlands people are more, um, like I, f- I feel like we kind of like humble in in like Europe in general, mm. um, compared to here. Like when 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 I'm with um. I mean, I just became like kind of like semi-famous, um, but still, when I walk in a studio, people know who I am. People expect me to come in like, "Yo, I'm the best," you know. Just don't even greet nobody. But I just come <laughs> in the studio. I'm be like, "Oh yeah, what's up?" I just greet everybody, talk to everybody, yeah. and people are actually surprised that I'm I am like that. But that's just I am. That's just like how everybody is back there. You know what I mean? So. Um, I kind of, I kind of think it's different here because they expect me to be different, so they usually get that type of behavior. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much like the difference. Like, just mm. like yeah, I mean, I'm just grateful that I'm actually be able to be here. So I'm yeah. just like nice to everybody, you know. Yeah, that's just me. So I think that's a major key, man. Stay humble. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's might, just me. You so. might just get uh, a big ass song from from just from being humble. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Shoot, man. We appreciate you, man, coming on and talking to us for about an hour now and uh, you know, basically just letting us get the whole story. But it was an hour already? I yeah. Know, right? Damn. Yeah, that was quick. Like that was quick. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> now nah, I appreciate it. Like, I appreciate being on the show. I always watch it, so. Definitely appreciate that. That's yeah. so fire. Yeah, for sure. That's like, so I mean, fire. before this, I was just like a regular producer, so, you know, it's pretty obvious I was watching this. Like, You've trust been me. watching this before, like yeah, for sure. Like wow. trust me, like every <laughs> producer I know watches the show. Like it's wow, yeah, that's fire, man. So we always love hearing that shit. Yeah. We never know. So crazy. We don't right? really know. You know what I'm saying? We're no, but I mean, like thing, this is the I mean? only real big platform, or like the platform that's really for the producers. You know, mm-hmm. so when we like trying to watch some some shit from producers, this, this platform. Only one that's also doing is like deconstructed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. you know those. Yeah, shout out like, to them too. Shout yeah, for sure. Like some gems from them too. The putting the producers in the spotlight. I don't really like they're like there are more coming like like around this time, you know, more new ones, but this one and the deconstructors are the ones that have been there for a longer time. So trust me, like a lot of producers watch this. You don't even know it. That's yeah. what's up. Hell yeah. Shout out to all the producers. Yeah, shout for out sure. to all the producers. Hell yeah. All right though, man. Appreciate you one more time, man. Another yeah, dope episode sure. in the books, man. Peace, y'all.